Hello and welcome to the week one edition of Spitball. Your weekly quickfire roundup of this week's NFL action. I am your host, Adri Bullhawk Mallows, and with me, as always, is EJ the Hood Elgin. How are you, my friend? Good, Adri. I'm in total football saturation mode, having watched it all weekend, so excited to talk about it. Yeah, likewise. I was watching uh, NFL Red Zone myself for six hours on Sunday. It got quite intense. Um, so, um, with that in mind, let's get straight into uh, the issues. Two teams, I think, that have impressed me this week, despite not picking up victories. St. Louis Rams and Kansas City Chiefs. Would, would you agree there, fella? Or? Yeah, the Rams came out and almost squeaked out a, a first-week victory, which would have been very surprising. And um, Kansas as well. I know they lost quite badly in the end, but for the first half at least, they were playing some good football. Matt Castle seemed to be on fire, and they were matching the Vulcans pretty much point for point, and and only being down sort of three points at the half. So for them, they're showing a lot of improvements for me on last season. And if they can keep a bit of consistency and and play how they were in the first half, I think they may be a bit of a challenge for teams this year. I, I agree, and what surprised me about Kansas City, usually you don't associate them with having a good offense, but they've put up lots of points. Jamal Charles, he's back from his knee injury. He looked like he's solid, so they may be a team to reckon with. So one other thing uh, I want to bring uh, your attention to, something I find uh, it amuses myself when I, when I phrase it like this, going back to um, all of the hype preseason and our discussions around Andrew Luck, has the suck for luck backfired? And has now become luck sucks after his debut performance this week. You know, I, I feel for the guy, Hadry. Um, I really felt like he he had a solid game. Granted, his stats don't show it. He threw some interceptions. But when you watch him in the pocket, he just looks like a natural. Uh, he throws a great ball. Unfortunately, his offensive line really didn't help him out. Therefore, he had no running game to rely on. And when you're playing against the Bears at Chicago, that's not exactly an easy opening day task. So what sucks for Andrew Luck is his counterpart, the number two draft pick, RG3, Robert Griffin III, he just tore it up this week. So, of course, you know, I'm sure there's Indy fans doubting themselves as to their pick and thinking to themselves, dang, why don't we pick up RG3? But, you know, if they can get that O-line to protect him and get that running game going with Donald Brown... He does have some weapons. Believe it or not, Reggie Wayne looks like he had a rebirth this past week. He had over, I think, over 100 yards, reception yards. He, he has his familiar tight end that he threw to at college and Cody, Kobe Fleener. Um, yeah, he also I, got 82 yards this week, didn't he, Kobe Fleener? Yeah. So, I mean, they, they're, I think they're definitely going to have more victories than last year. And Andrew Luck, it's going to be much like Peyton Manning's first season where there's going to be a lot of struggles, but this is all going to be invaluable experience for him, and he's going to be a, a force. I, I guarantee that. So with their O-line, I, I really should have kept more more in track with their transactions during the offseason, but Luck kind of distracted me. But their O-line, have they lost many of their O-line since Peyton Manning was last there? You know, they um, Jeff Saturday has been their fixture there forever I believe, Adri, he's no longer with them, and he's essentially the, the signal caller to tell us who's to block who and so forth. Without him there, that was a big loss, but they've also just completely emptied house last year. Their management got rid of so many different players. The only fixture holdover, I feel like, was Reggie Wayne. 
on the offensive side of the ball. So just complete new faces, completely new offensive coordinator. So it's going to be definitely a transition period. Um, but it's going to be one. That's going to be fun to watch. I, I'm very personally intrigued to see how he progresses throughout the year. So I, I was very impressed with that, Adri. Um, let me ask you, buddy. Yeah, certainly. Look, uh, looking upon this weekend, three breakout performances of any NFL player that you're like, ah, where did he come from? And, or what a solid game. So go ahead and give me your thoughts on three players that had breakout performances. Wow, that's a that's a really good question. And uh, the, the, the first one I would have to tie in with Peyton Manning and something we discussed briefly in the pilot episode was Demarius Thomas. I think I mentioned it briefly, but um, he seemed to have a good game. Peyton Manning uh, seemed to be reborn um, in Denver, uh, using your expression there, my friend. And um, he had a really, really solid game. Um, I think, well, would you call it a breakout for RG3? I feel a lot of people are expecting things for him, from him, but I don't think people are expecting him to be that good. Uh, but he was um, outstanding, wasn't he? He didn't throw a single pick. He went, was it 7 of 7 for about 120 yards, including that 88-yarder to Pierre Garçon? Great first performance. Really, really showed why he was the Heisman Trophy winner and, and worth all that hype. And lastly, I think I would have to say the connection, well, more Marshall would be uh, a breakout performer for me. We didn't really see much of him at all last year. Um, obviously moved to Chicago. Um, in the off-season, reconnecting with Cutler again, the old Denver connection, and they showed what a great connection they were again this week. Uh, the two of them were almost unstoppable for Indianapolis. Not a great defense there, but still, between the two of them, they managed to rack up a good amount of yardage. I, I, I agree with your selections, and just to piggyback off that, Denarius Thomas, he is a freak. They were comparing him to a young... Randy Moss and the fact of his size and his his speed and his hands um, and you know he thinks he's probably dying and gone to heaven with being able to have Peyton Manning throw him ball so you know he's he's in good spirit so I not bad Adrian I can agree with those three and you know I would have along with Denarius Thomas probably put Peyton Manning there I don't think having a full year off playing against the Pittsburgh Steelers defense I did not expect him to shred. Steelers defense as easily as did so I think that's another breakout performance absolutely we, um, we again he's someone we touched on briefly in the pilot episode for those listeners who uh, are only just joining us and um, just talking about um, which brother would be better Peyton or, or Eli and based on this week it's very much swung in Peyton's favor with Eli not <laughs> performing so well against Cowboys he uh <laughs> For, for once in his career, I actually praised Eli a bit last week. We've named uh, one of our flag uh, football trophies after him, the Eli Manning Award for Outstanding Performance at the Quarterback Position, and he repays me with that performance against Dallas in the season opener. Thanks, Eli. <laughs> Thanks, a Megan Bunch. <laughs> that Eli, eh? What can you do? Okay, so moving on from that, I have another question for you, sir. Um, which three teams that lost their opening match this week will make the playoffs and why? You know, Andrea, uh, none of these selections are going to surprise you. Unfortunately, I'm not feeling too risky with this. But uh, the first one, I'm going to have to say with the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I thought perhaps you know, we would go there. Against, 
Yeah, they, they definitely played against a solid San Francisco 49ers team that completely surprised me in the fact that they were able to shut down the running game and also hold Aaron Rodgers in check. Um, with a team with so few superstars on it, like the Niners, it, they just surprised me of how effective they can be on defense. Now you think about it, with them on offense, they have you know depth at running back with Gore and um, Brandon Jacobs and you know Kendall Kendall Hunter. They brought in Randall Randy Moss at receiver, another playmaker. They're they're going to be a force to reckon with. But going back to the Packers, I think they're they're just too solid. They're too well coached. They have too many playmakers on the offensive side of the ball. They'll they'll squeak into the playoffs for sure. Uh, another team that I'm going to choose just because they're defending Super Bowl champs. Your boy Eli, I think he's going to be able to rally his Giants. I think, you know, Coach Coughlin, he always is able to get his team peaking at the right time of the year. They may struggle here early, but they always seem to come together. Now, the only thing that's going against them is that they're in a very strong division this year, and the weakest team that was supposed to be was supposed to be the weakest team was the Redskins, but we saw what they did this past week to a very good New Orleans Saints team. And plus, the Cowboys, they are usually are looked over, but heck, they went into New York and beat them, so... That's probably a very risky uh, pick on my end with the Giants just because of the division they're in. But um, I, I still feel like they're solid enough on both sides of the ball to get in. And last but not least, Adri, um, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh Steelers. I felt like Peyton Manning tore them up pretty good. But they're a team that always rebounds. Having Big, big Ben at the realm um, will help. You know, they got Mike Wallace back in the receiver position. However, they're very weak at running back without Richard Mendenhall, so they'll have to get that part of their game going. I think they'll definitely um, bounce back up on the defensive side of the ball, as they always do. And when you look at it, they're in a very weak division with the Browns and the Bengals. Um, you know, the Ravens are probably the top team in that division right now. However, I feel like the Steelers will definitely be able to get in as a wild card team. What are your thoughts on those teams? Um, well, yeah. Just uh, I was going to come back to uh, the Giants actually, so I'm glad you, uh, you I'm glad you said them because I wanted to just to sort of throw in. Um, obviously, they were the only team in the NFC East not to pick up a win this week. So, being the, the tough division it is, you're confident they'll be able to rally and, and win the appropriate division games to get themselves back in a in a playoff position. Sam's crazy to talk about yeah. it after week one, but you think that that one defeat against the Cowboys isn't going to come back to haunt them? Tell you, man, out of my three picks, that's the hardest one to uh, agree with. And I'm, if I was a gambling man, I wouldn't pick that one team out of the three. But um, just from their past experience and that they're um, battle tested, and they have Eli Manning at the helm with Coughlin as their coach and a strong defense, I think I think they'll all manage to get in. Brilliant, and the Steelers as well. I was actually that's out of the three of them, Green Bay. I was expecting. I, I kind of had them in mind myself. It's not unlike them to. Uh, to come back from an early defeat. I mean, I know they went so well last year. They were about, was it 12, 13 games they went last year before they finally lost to Kansas, of all teams? Um, yeah. Uh, but an early defeat, I think you're right. I think they're just going to come bouncing straight back from that. They're in a tough division in the NFC North with, three t- with the Lions playing quite well, with the Bears playing as well as they did. Um, but they'll come back, they'll win that division I think and then it's just going to be a battle for second isn't it between the Bears and the Lions there really and right. uh, with the Lions you have the Madden cover curse it didn't really seem to affect uh, Megatron this week but it seemed to be rubbing off on Matthew Stafford 
there was a lot of interceptions thrown this week, for sure. So, yeah. let me ask you something. Um, I know it's very early in the season, but having watched this first week, you could probably see that there are a lot of teams that are more prepared and advanced than others. But if you had to today, Andrew, September 11th, predict who your Super Bowl winners, or excuse me, who's going to square off in the Super Bowl, who would you go Wow, that's a great question, especially after week one with all the action. I'm going to go against the grain slightly from the NFC with the new weapons they've added on offense and with the way they handled Green Bay. I have a feeling, that, especially with their coach as well, I think they'll be the team representing the NFC. Now, the AFC is going to be... I say it's going to be slightly harder, but at the moment I can't look much further away than the Patriots getting back there again. There didn't seem to be too many teams this week from the AFC, apart from Baltimore, obviously. It's really those two teams potentially in the AFC conference game again. And there's just something about New England in the playoffs. I would never, ever write them off with with Brady and, and Belichick. I would say that when it comes to playoffs, it's very, very difficult, especially if New England have a better record out of the two of them. So they have to play it up at Gillette Stadium in Foxborough. And snowing as well, potentially. Come on, I wouldn't look too much further than New England there. What are your thoughts? You know, I'm going to agree with your NFC pick. Um, I feel like, you know, Harbaugh over there does such a great job preparing his team. They're hard to score on. Now with a few more playmakers on offense, they're just going to be a tough team to beat. So I'm going to go with the Niners and the NFC. AFC. I'm actually not going to pick the Patriots. However, if you refer to last season's AFC Championship game, you remember that they played against the Ravens. Right now, the Ravens, to me, look, not only through the preseason, but through the first regular season game, they look unstoppable on the offensive side of the ball. Beforehand, they only had Ray Rice, but I feel like Joe Flacco's finally gotten it together where he can, I mean, he threw for 300 yards last night, um, tore up Cincinnati's secondary, you know, he's got Anquan Bolden and Torrey Smith back there. He's got good tight ends he can throw the ball to. Plus, he has Ray Rice in the backfield. So, you know, the, the Ravens have always gotten so close to getting over that hump in the Super Bowl. I feel like this is their year to finally knock off the Patriots to get to the Super Bowl. So, I'm going to go Ravens-Niners. Wow, that's a, that's a good choice. Just um, quickly on that, though. With the Ravens, do you think it was a fact of the the Ravens playing so well, particularly on offense, rather than just being a bad Bengals team? Bengals did look bad last night, didn't they? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's hard to tell if that was all Ravens or if that was the Bengals being the Bungles. But, um, you know, it's hard. I mean, you look at what the Bengals did last year, making it to the playoffs. And the Ravens just absolutely whooping a can on them. I, I'm going to have to say that that was more Ravens than the Bengals not showing up. So um, it should be interesting, man. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I think yeah, certainly there's been um, there's been plenty of action um, this week uh, in week one, and I know this is uh, really just a, a quick fire roundup for everyone for of, of sort of a few talking points from the week. If you'd like a, a more detailed roundup of Week One action, please go to www.bullhawksnest.weebly.com, where you will find my weekly blog of the lowdown, and have a look a bit more in depth. Give you a full recap of all of this week's results, and um, give you a few more talking points. And 
please also if you have anything you want to talk about or you want to raise any comments or even be a, a guest on uh, Spitball then uh, please get in touch at uh, ballhawksnest at gmail.com or find me on Twitter at Adrian Mallows. Well, that's our quickfire roundup of the week one action for you. As always, EJ, it's been an absolute pleasure, my friend. Likewise, buddy, and don't forget, we got games starting this week, this Thursday, actually. Yep, I can't wait for Thursday. It's just going to come thick and fast this year with a Thursday night game every week. And I will not say anything about my bills. Uh, I think the Jets pretty much did a number on us. That's about all, really. So uh, thank you very much for listening. EJ, thank you very much for your company, as always. Uh, Take care, and we will speak to you soon. Goodbye from us.